Hello, Devlin Bishop here with you, and welcome to Mondo Nostalgia. This is the podcast version of our YouTube site, our Facebook channel, and I am your host, and today I've got a great show for you. I'm going to be taking a look at summer movies, some of my favorite summer movies, you know, with summertime themes, or just movies that give me a feel of summer. And, you know, with this pandemic going on, you know, people are looking for stuff to watch and they might be starting to run out of stuff on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever streaming service you like. So I decided, you know, with the summer, you know, still pretty hot and and lots of it left to go, I decided to just go through and pick some of my favorites. Now, I've probably forgotten some. So these were just kind of ones that I've been thinking about in the last couple of days when I've been putting this show together, because there's just so many. There's almost too many to mention. And we're only going to be hitting some, but I got like five different categories. So we're going to have a lot of fun. And if I do forget one of your favorites or something, most of these are mainstream, but there is a couple rare ones uh, that you might have to actually work to find like some of these you might not be able ever to find but hey I, they're just some of my favorites so what can i say uh yeah let's uh take a look at some summertime films and as i said if i miss some of your favorites please let's get a conversation started go down to the comment section and tell me if you agree with some of my choices or share some memories of when you saw some of these movies or if i forgot some absolutely we want to hear from you let's fill the comment section with a whole bunch of great summer movies that you want to share you know maybe your top five or top ten or whatever you want to share with us it'd be great anyhow we got a lot of movies to cover and a short time to do it so let's get right into it my first category is Summer fun, some comedy movies that I love. And I have to put National Lampoon's Vacation in here. The first one where they go to Wally World is still one of my favorites. I think it's some of Chevy Chase's best work. And he has such a beautiful chemistry with Beverly D'Angelo and all the different people who played his kids throughout the year. Now, I know a lot of people still absolutely adore Christmas Vacation. It is a great movie, but I still think the original Vacation is still the best and a fun one to put on during the summer months. I also like European Vacation. I don't think it's anywhere as good as Christmas or the first one, but I still think it's, it's, it's a fun, it's got enough stuff to keep you chuckling throughout Vegas Vacation, maybe not so much. And the reboot they did, which isn't really a reboot, actually. It's actually a continuation. I would call it a sequel because it takes a look at what Rusty is. Uh, now is it grown-up, and we get to see Audrey and Rusty as grown-ups. And, you know, a little bit of a spoiler, you do get to see, you know, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo older. But we get to see it through their family's eyes. And I actually thought it was really good. I know a lot of people didn't like it because it had a different tone. But I actually think the new vacation is pretty strong. And I definitely would recommend it as well. We also have another movie. This is kind of a Canadian movie. So me being Canadian, it makes me excited. It's Meatballs. A 1979 comedy that starred Bill Murray. In fact, this was Bill Murray's first movie 
And I think it's great that Canada like reached out to him and he said, yeah, I'll come and do it. And what I love about Meatballs is it's kind of one of those, you know, raunchy summer camp movies where you can find a lot of them out there. But Meatballs to me is the best one. It has a lot of heart as well as, you know, you know, that, you know, dirty kind of humor, you know, like the stuff that is probably very inappropriate now, but that's why I kind of like nostalgia. You can go back to a simpler time. But there's a sweet story, and the chemistry between Bill Murray and young Chris Makepeace at the time is is actually puts Meatballs way up ahead, even with that crazy title. Now, they're hard to find, but there was Meatballs sequels, but I would avoid them like the plague, because they got into, like, outer space, they got into weird things, they pretty much, except for it being in a summer camp, just forgot what was so awesome about the first movie. Caddyshack, it's, yeah, Bill Murray again, but he's joined with a great cast, Chevy Chase again, we also have Rodney Dangerfield there, and Ted Knight, who didn't do a lot of, uh, big screen movies but this is a great one this of course takes place at a golf course and you know some of you older people probably know this and when i said it you probably got a great big smile on your face uh this is back at the time when they used to hire teens as caddies and again there's a lot of raunchy stuff in there there's so much fun in this movie and it's just a great summer feel-good movie that yeah you can't help but you know just having a feel for it there the characters mix also well together and it's just it was probably my introduction to Rodney Dangerfield and his some of his one-liners were epic and it made me go want to see anything Rodney Dangerfield was in after that because he just I you know he he just really kind of steals the show and that's hard to do because Chevy Chase Bill Murray Ted Knight they all bring it as well also, Summer Rental, John Candy film. I, It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I won't comment too much, but it is another fun movie about, you know, going out, renting out a place, and misadventures happen. Some people consider this kind of a ripoff of Vacation. I'd like to think of it more of as an homage, but uh, it's still a fun little movie, and if you can find it, it is definitely one to put on during the summer. Now, I've got one more in this list, and as I said, there's a lot of summer camp movies you could take in. But this summer camp movie came out again, I think, in, I'm going to say, 1980. And it's a movie that I think is just almost probably hard to find. I won't lie. You're going to actually have to do some homework if you're interested in this one. But it's an interesting one for sure. It's called Little Darlings, and it starred Christy McNichol and Tatum O'Neill, and also Matt Damon. And this movie, I remember it came out, and when it came out, people talked about it a lot because at the time of like movies like Meatballs and other summer camp movies, the raunchy, you know, teens trying to lose their virginity were all usually about guys. Little Darlings was, to me, ahead of its time because it was a movie about two girls, two very different girls. Christy McNichol, for those of you who grew up with her on the TV show Family, she was um, 
a very tomboy kind of guy, but a lot of guys had crushes on her in the 70s and 80s. And then uh, also we had um, Tatum O'Neill, who was growing up. She was, you know, a little girl when she was in uh, Paper Moon, when she got, I believe, nominated for an Academy Award. And she was growing up to be a young lady. And they play two very different girls who decide to have a wager on who will lose their virginity. And I remember when it came out, it was like people were in shock. And I don't think it's even been released on DVD or anything. So you're going to have to really look, maybe look for an old VHS tape or, or something. But I really like this movie. It is just as raunchy as the boy ones. Uh, and there's a sweetness to it, too. There's a real heart to this movie. So there's some summer movie ideas for you. I want this episode to kind of feel like the old days when you were walking down a blockbuster and you could like look at the picture and say, yeah, this looks cool. I don't know about you, but usually the, I know you're not supposed to judge things by just their cover, but many times I would see a cover and say, hey, look at this. And then if it was like a weird cover, I'd read the back to get some kind of insight. You couldn't do a summer movie thing without hitting shark movies or movies of underwater creatures. And so, yeah, I'm that's my next category. And of course, I got to start with Jaws. Jaws is one of my all-time favorite films. It's in my top 10. I watch it at least once or twice a year. Uh, I watch tons of documentaries on it. I... I, me and my friend went into a trivia competition and wound up winning it, and I got a beautiful um, poster of the original Jaws poster, which I think is still one of the most iconic posters. You know, they always wonder if they're going to ever remake Jaws, and I hope they don't, but the reason why Jaws probably won't work is because they all shark movies afterwards, and we're not even going to talk about the sci-fi shark movies like Sharknado or Sharktopus or stuff like that. I'm talking the reason why is because Jaws isn't necessarily about a shark movie. It's really about the bonding of these men going out to get it. It's like the Jaws is just such an, a minimal part of it, but in at the same time a big, crucial part. It's a movie I could talk in depth and probably will. I probably will in an upcoming podcast. Um, I actually am one of the few people who do like Jaws 2. Uh, I think Jaws 2 is a really good film. Uh, there's some stuff in it that's a little questionable. Uh, and I actually will watch Jaws 3. Um, it's horrible, but it's kind of horribly funny. And Jaws the Revenge, I've, I actually just saw this recently. Um, I, I've always known how bad it was, but I finally got to see it, and boy does it live up. It is a stinker, and I wouldn't waste my time on them. I'd stick with Jaws, and if you're a really big Jaws fan, Jaws 2, I would say. Deep Blue Sea, the original, um, another incredible movie. Um, I actually think this is the closest movie they've gotten to Jaws. It came out in 19... 99. It was directed by Rennie Harlan and it stars Thomas Jane, Saffron Burroughs, Samuel Jackson. It is a great film uh, and it is just, it's scary. It's 
exciting. They have made a couple of, I think they made one DVD, right to DVD sequel that just came out a couple of years ago. And there's already talk of a third one, I believe, but I don't know. I kind of shy away from those right to DVD ones. But if you've never seen Deep Blue Sea and you're watching all these horrible sci-fi, definitely check out Deep Blue Sea. Uh, if you want something a little bit more realistic, uh, The Shallows is a really great film um, with Blake Lively. And The Shallows is, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's loosely based on a true story, but it's a really interesting one of a young woman who goes out surfing and winds up in a situation where it's basically her and this shark, and she's trapped on this little kind of island thing, and this shark is just going after her. It's a really good movie. Uh, another one I really like, uh, actually both the original from like, I want to say 78, and then the remake, uh, which was in 3D, is Piranha. Uh, I, Steven Spielberg, like when Jaws came out, there were so many rip-offs of Jaws. And out of all the rip-offs, even Steven Spielberg said that the original Piranha was the best rip-off of Jaws and even gave the director some movie work. And and, it, and to me, that's awesome. Like, he, he was like, yeah, I, I want to say it was, um, I'm trying to remember who it is. Um, I believe, I want to say it's Joe Dante that did the movie, but don't quote me on that. I'm trying to find out the information. It was director Joe Dante, and I believe Joe Dante went on to do uh, Gremlins, I think it was. And so that's high praise when somebody says, hey, you ripped off my movie the best. I want to give you work. Um, and Piranha 3D is awesome. I saw it at the theater a couple of times. It is so funny and over the top. One of my favorite reviews for the movie was there's a scene at a spring break where there's like 15 to 20 minutes of just piranhas attacking. And they called it the Saving Private Ryan. It's like the first 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan of fish gore. And it lives up to that. But there's so much humor in this. I get a kick out of this one. It's a lot of fun. Perfect for a summer night. Grab some friends, grab some snacks, have some fun. Two rare uh, shark movies I will put in this. Uh, I don't think they're too hard to find because I think I've seen them at, you know, like places like Best Buy and Walmart. Is Shark Night, which was a flop movie that came out just beforehand. And uh, it's a really great movie. Uh, I actually like the premise of the movie. Some of the effects are a little cheapy, but they're still better than those sci-fi shark movies. And I'm not ripping you apart if you're a fan of those. By all means, be a fan of those. But for me, I just find them a little, little off. And another movie I love is, uh, I believe, an Australian film called Bait, where a uh, tsunami hits... And uh, basically, it takes out this beach in Australia, and there's an underground grocery store, and sharks wind up in that grocery store. So if you ever want to see sharks in a grocery store, 
this is a good movie, and I actually really like this movie a lot. So there's some shark or some movie with teeth for you if you're looking for some summer alternatives. Our next category is nostalgia, which we love here on Mondo Nostalgia, you probably could guess. These are movies with nostalgic flair, and we're going to start that one with Dirty Dancing. Of course, it takes place in the summer. You know, Jennifer Grey and her family are going to the Poconos in order to, uh, you know, enjoy summer. And uh, she meets this hot guy played by Patrick Swayze. And there's lots of great music and, of course, dirty dancing. What else could you want? What's awesome about this movie is that it does catch a feel. And what makes this movie work is this was just before, like, Vietnam, just before the Beatles hit, just before Disneyland became huge, and the family get-togethers were still really important, but they were starting to fall apart. And they even hint at it a few times, saying that this experience is going to die, and I think posting it there is what makes Dirty Dancing so much different than other dancing movies. Stand By Me also takes place at the end of the summer. I believe it takes place on Labor Day weekend. Beautiful coming-age story. has a lot of comedy in it, a lot of dra drama. Rob Reiner um, just did an amazing job with the four young stars, River Phoenix, Will Wheaton, Jerry O'Connell, and uh, Corey Feldman. Uh, even a young Kiefer Sutherland in there, too. A beautiful film to end the summer with. It, it it's just captures that time so beautifully. And at that age, when you realize that these memories you have are, are going to change when you go to high school. They're going to change when you go to college. And so remember these time, wonderful things. American Graffiti doesn't come off as a summer movie, but it kind of is because it's similar to Stand By Me as in it's, it's just a movie about, you know, like kids on the verge of going to college and they're done high school and now they're moving on. And with the great soundtrack of 50s and 60s songs, it's so awesome. I just recently watched this, and it is such a great movie. It's George Lucas's first film before he got caught up with a little series called Star Wars, and it's still really an amazing film and a great one to watch during the summer with all the old cars and music and the comedy and coming-of-age things. Some people, younger people, might not appreciated as much but if you're a younger person who wants to see what it was like to be in the early 60s this is a good good solid movie a Canadian movie I want to promote that this used to get a lot of love and you don't even hear about it now but I'll give you a little hint you can usually find it for free on YouTube it's a little slow moving but it's a sweet movie called my American cousin and this movie needs to get more love because it's not like, it's not an action-packed movie, and it doesn't have, like, quick wit, but it is such a nostalgic piece of film. There was a sequel called uh, American Boyfriends, which wasn't as good, but if you can find the 1985 film, um, 
my American cousin, and as I said, check YouTube because it's 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 on there, um, and it has a great cast. Uh, the two leads, Margaret Langrick and John Wildman, are just awesome. About a young girl who lives in a small town in Canada, and nothing ever changes, and then this. American cousin who's like a, a greaser and a bad boy comes to town and just shakes up everything. And as I said, don't expect this to be gangbusters, but if you like just a movie that's just dripping in nostalgia, and especially if you grew up in that time of the 50s, I think you're going to see a lot of that. Again, another nice little soundtrack there. And of course, if you have a strong institution, I strongly recommend the beach movies as well. Um, the beach blanket movies. Um, the Frankie Avalon, Annette Funicello movies. These are a little off-putting at times, but, and they don't, they didn't age well. These were made really cheaply. They made a whole bunch of them in the 60s because they played great at the drive-in. If you didn't want to see a horror movie or a sci-fi movie, these played great because they were just throwaways. Some of these movies are horrible to get through, I warn you, but they are still very summer nostalgic. If I have to recommend two, it would be Beach Blanket Bingo, which is the best, in my opinion, of the series. And when they did the remake... As in, they rebooted it and had Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello in the 80s as adults with their kids now dealing with beach stuff. Very funny movie. That is definitely the best one of them. They they even did a great job of parroting the, old, the movies that made them famous. And so definitely check it out. And one hard to find one. It used to be on YouTube, but I don't think it is anymore. Not a great film at all, but I nostalgic for me. I saw it in theaters when I was a kid around 1979. Corvette Summer, Mark Hamill, and Annie Potts in one of her first movies. I think maybe her first movie. And of course, Mark Hamill was coming off Star Wars. So this movie actually made a little bit of money. And if you love Corvettes, you'll love this movie because it's about a boy who spends his summer looking for his stolen Corvette. We move to our fourth category, which is horror movies, and one of my favorites is I Know What You Did Last Summer. I know a lot of people don't like this one because it was the era where we got a whole bunch of PG, and if you like really scary or gory films, this doesn't follow in it. But the first one, I think, is still pretty solid, and I really still, to this day, really like this movie. And I know I could have gone with Friday the 13th on this one. Uh, I love the Friday the 13th series, and I know the first movie is iconic, but I also think the first one is not that great. Uh, I think it's it's important because it set up a series that became good. But I'm going to give you another summer camp movie that's much better, Sleep Away Camp. Now, this movie is very controversial. I actually want to do a whole podcast because I'm not going to do it justice in the few lines that I get to speak of it right now. And that is uh, because it's just um, crazy. Um, it's got a lot of camp. It's got some really creative deaths. And it's got, and I'm not giving it away here, but one of the best plot twists that I've ever seen in a horror movie that still works to this day. The biggest controversy with this movie is not just the plot twist, but they actually used age-appropriate kids. 
And that is really shocking when you watch this. So be warned on that. Because a lot of times when you see these teen horror films of the 70s and 80s, uh, they're like young 20-year-olds playing 15-year-olds and that. But these are really like 14 and 15-year-old kids. And they got a lot of flack for that. And I think that this movie kind of got screwed over at the theater because of that. But this movie became a cult classic. And the sequel is not very good, but Sleepaway Camp, awesome. If you do watch it, don't give away that secret. It's too good. A recent film that came out midsummer. This is going to blow your mind. This is not for everyone. It is for me. Uh, basically about a couple who goes off to a festival that only happens every couple of decades. And it's, it's, it's the less I say is better. And uh, you have to be a real cinephile to enjoy this movie. So if you're looking for light entertainment, stay away from this. Uh, Cabin Fever, another great film. Not even sure if this takes place in the summer, so I apologize if I rewatch it and it's in the summer. I remember seeing it a couple years ago and I really loved it. It's got some bug nuts images. And finally, a weird one I'm going to look for, and if you're a fan of those Sharknados films, this is not a great film by any means, but it entertained the hell out of me, and the puppet work was great. Zombievers, and that, to me, is the title alone was brilliant. Uh, it's not a bad film. Not the greatest, but it, it has its moments. My final group of summer films falls under the sexy category. So if you're looking for movies with a little bit of sexuality, these are some movie ideas for you. Summer Lovers. This is an 80s film that got a lot of attention when it first came out because it basically dealt with issues that we don't see anymore. It starred Peter Gall Gallagher, Daryl Hannah, and Valerie Quinnanessen, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, 1982, uh, directed by Randall Kleiser, who also directed Grease, and another great summer film, uh, The Blue Lagoon, but I put Summer Lovers, it's a weird little film about a couple who decide to invite another girl into their um, <clears throat> vacation plans, we'll put it, and there's a lot of steaminess in it and stuff that you can't, you wouldn't get away with now unless you want to get called uh, softcore pornography. Um, another great Spanish film. This was a critically acclaimed movie. I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. E2 Mama Tabia. And this, again, is a movie kind of about a threesome that go on a road trip. Uh, two teenage boys and a older cousin of one of them, or no, older wife of a cousin of one of them, and she wants to get a quickie divorce, so they decide to go have a summer trip, and there's a lot of sexuality in this, and there's an underlining darkness in this movie. Uh, if you're really interested in this movie, check out our review on the Damien and Devlin show, because we did a really view, uh, a review about it. And not too many people talk about this movie, which is weird because it was a big smash hit worldwide and it was nominated for Best Foreign Film and a very sexy movie at times. There's also a movie called Adore. Uh, this is an Australian film that I never heard of and it has a lot of... First of all, before we even get to the sexy part, uh, this also has 
this made me really want to go to Australia. I probably never will, even though I'm a big Olivia Newton-John fan. Uh, it's a 2013 film that stars Robin Wright and um, Naomi Watts. Couldn't think of her name. And this is a story about two mothers who raise their sons together, their neighbors. And as their sons grow up, they start noticing that there's an attraction between the mother and the other son and uh, this causes a shift in the group that's always been like a family uh, when a relationship starts to build between the mother and her friend's son and then of course there's some jealousy there I don't want to tell too much but this is a sexy film I should be offended by this film because if this was made with fathers and their daughters, it would be considered a sexist film. But this movie was probably considered groundbreaking. It was an Australian-French drama. If you can get your hands on it and you're looking for something a little spicier that's a little bit more than Hallmark Christmas movies, definitely check this movie out. Another movie that might be a little hard to find is Full Moon Junction, starring Cheryl Lee Sherilyn Fenn. After Twin Peaks came out, I became a huge Sherilyn Fenn fan, and, and I just watched anything she was in, and I found this weird little movie called Two Moon Junction about a, a girl who's getting ready for her big southern debutante party, and she falls for a carny played by Richard Tyson, and this is a weirdly sexy movie. There's a lot of nudity and sex, but it's like a steamy southern film. There's some laughable, laugh-out-loud moments that I strongly warn you about, but um, it's definitely worth checking out, if you can find it. Again, this one's going to be one you're going to have to scour for. I haven't checked to see if it's on YouTube. And finally, I'm going to end with one that is supposed to be a sexy movie, but I actually think it's more funny than sexy. But I have to put it in there just because it's a classic and nobody talks about it anymore. It's Bo Derek in Tarzan the Ape Man. Bo Derek was one of the hottest women in the early 80s thanks to the movie 10. And they, her and her husband, John Derek, decided to put her in a movie based on the old Tarzan lore. But oddly, Jane is the star of this movie. And um, she, it was supposed to be just blatantly an erotic movie. And some of the eroticism kind of works, but mostly it's kind of bizarre. The dialogue is horrible, the situations are uncomfortable to watch at times, and I have to put it on here because it's a fun, if you're looking for something bizarre and culty, I don't even know where you'd begin looking for this, but I'm sure it's out there. Uh, so Tarzan the Ape Man, make sure you get it right, it's the one with Bo Derek because there's been lots of things. Just don't expect to be putting on a steamy movie and, oh, it's the Disney version or something. So, the one with Bo Derek. Well, I had a lot of fun talking about a lot of these movies. And some, as I said, are mainstream, easy to find. Others, you might be searching for it. Let me know if you searched out one of these films and liked it. Or if you searched out one of these films and said, what are you doing, Devlin? That's, that was horrible. I can take it. 
uh, definitely talk about your favorite summer movies. If you have any comments or maybe have, maybe you have a memory of going to see Jaws in the theater or even Tarzan the Ape Man for that. Or, or maybe you were one of the ones that went to see Corvette Summer after Star Wars was a hit and you wanted to see more Mark Hamill. Let us know in the comments and don't forget to subscribe we do a lot of great things here on this channel including you know little jaunts down memory lane we're going to have a lot of old school public domain stuff on here and of course we're going to have trivia 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 and if you're a movie fan and also soon tv and music as well and god only knows what we got coming up don't forget to check our trivia section and their trivia on everything from mainstream movies to indie faves to cult classics, and you don't want to miss that. I had a great time talking summer movies. I hope your summer's going well. I hope you're making the most of it. I know the world's changing a bit, but I hope you're making the most of it. Thank you very much for giving me your time, and we will see you next time.